Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. We're here. It's another week. Let's go. Bob, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Pete. I am good. I am good. I am good. Uh, I can update you with mundanities and, and the weirdness of my week and day. But before we get to that, how was your last week? Last week was fun. Um, I was in a little city called Stockholm, Sweden. Damn, damn. Um, right. What were the well? So there was a, a music-related reason you were there, but also you were there to you know have a nice nice trip. Um, yeah. Give us give us the details. You know, as much. Give me a couple highlights. Let's say it like that. All right. So yeah, I mean, I I assume the only people here listening are complete music nerds right so um which i think is a safe assumption Mm -hmm. um so i feel like our audience will appreciate this but basically when uh my wife and i started dating we realized that we had a lot of different bands in common that we were big fans of um one of those bands was uh the band suede who i guess part of like the brit pop thing in the mid 90s early 90s 100 and uh they're an interesting band just in the way that they they never broke in the United States. And I think they just kind of completely quit the idea of trying to ever make it here. So I believe the last time they ever played the United States was 1997. Really? Yeah. They I didn't just put had, that together. Wow. Yeah. They just they just don't come over here as like almost a rule. Like they've played they've played Mexico in the last like 10 years, but they haven't played New York, you know? That's so amazing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's really wild. So good energy, good energy by them. I mean, Hey, you know, they, they made a commitment and they're sticking to it. I'm, I'm all about it, but, um, it makes things a little bit inconvenient if, if you're a fan in the United States. So, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know, early on, we're just like, you know, it'd be a fun trip to just go see, like pick a country and just go see suede if they did some cool tour. So they were doing a tour of their third album called coming up where they'd play the full album. And then they did like a second set of all the hits afterwards. And they announced it like mid COVID and we had been locked down for a year at that point. And our honeymoon had been canceled. So there was some travel that we didn't get to do. And we were like, let's just book this. Let's just pick a city that we've always wanted to go to and just book it. And like, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't happen, cool. You know, it is what it is. Um, Because at that point in the COVID era, like nobody Mm -hmm. knew if any concert was ever going to happen again. Right. So um, we booked the thing and ultimately it ended up happening and it was, uh, you know, we'd always wanted to visit Stockholm. I think both of us and I I had never been to any Scandinavian country. So I was really excited for it and she was really excited for it. And, uh, we were there for seven or eight days and had a blast and it was all kind of based on going to see suede in the middle of it. So yeah, very cool trip. Yo, I, I love it. Um, how was suede? They were great, man. Yeah. It was everything I wanted. Um, Yo, that's they, they, cool. They, they played most of the tracks I would have liked to see them play. The The energy was great. Um, Brett Anderson is an awesome front man and like still killing it, you know, as an, as an older gentleman. Um, <laughs> and right. also just like seeing shows in other countries is fun because you just see the different ways that they do it. So like I got an email, I think two weeks before the show and it was like, Hey, 
you know, get excited for your show. Here's the itinerary. And it was like, doors open at seven, first band at eight. Suede come on at 8.30, Suede are done by 10.30. And I was like, wow, this is so cool that I just know all of this right now. That's so smooth. uh, I do like that too. And they were done by 10.30. They were like very punctual. So um, (laughs) I appreciate the efficiency of uh, Swedish concerts. Um, Okay. And what was the uh, non- uh, Swedish concert highlight of Stockholm, Sweden. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, just the um, walkability of it. Um, yeah. We really just spent all week walking around to, you know, just exploring different islands, exploring different places that we wanted to go, different places we wanted to eat. Yeah. We took one day and, uh, took a boat to kind of a further off island because there's all kinds of islands just yes, around Stockholm. All um, around the archipelago. I would have loved to go to Bergman Island, but that would have required kind of staying over another night um, mm. and seeing Ingmar Bergman's house, but we didn't have time oh, to do that. So I didn't know there was a Bergman Island. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, there's a Bergman Museum apparently, and then you can go to wow. his house that he lived over there, but it's like a, it's like a destination thing. So Man. yeah. How about that? Um, but man, it was it was it was cool. I mean, just just really beautiful European city. Um, I went to a place called Trash Palace, which is maybe the best record store I've ever been to in my life. Um, I went to Trash Palace, great record store. Yeah, I was shout out to actually Jeff TDT for recommending it. Um, yes, he probably uh, told me about it too. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. This place was awesome. Um, this is the one they also had. Like when you walk in, there's kind of like this weird old toy zone that you walk through too. Is yep. that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was, uh, it was awesome. I, I thought this was a really cool. So I, I got to go to Stockholm a couple years ago. I loved it. Um, really enjoy the whole thing. Honestly. Uh, I think, uh, man, I, I, I miss it. And, and you said the walkability, it's a super walkable city as super many, walkable. as yeah. many European cities are, but not all. So, um, shout out to Stockholm, shout out to Sweden. We appreciate Did you have any memorable meals while you were there that you remember? <sighs> um, yes. Yes, I did. Uh, let's see. A um, friend of mine, Jonah, recommended a pizza place actually in Stockholm. Interesting. Uh, and uh, it was – now, uh, it also – it was in the um, the old city area. Okay. I can't remember what that was called. Yep. Um, uh uh, God, it's on the tip of my oh, tongue. I, know, I was just there. I know. It starts with a G. Yeah. Uh, Gastorget. I don't know. Something like that. Um, yeah. It, it's, oh, um, Omnopolis hot. Omnopolis. Um, and it was awesome. And uh, it was, it's notable because of their beer. Uh, I didn't have the beer, but the pizza was awesome. Um, and uh, I'm sure your microphone was doing something wily, just so you know. Oh, weird. Yeah, it was like shaking or something. Um, oh, jeez. Three, was two, it, one. Was it? Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Was it? Was it? Was it Gomlestan? Maybe. Yes, that sounds. I right. think. I think that's Old City. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Uh, the pizza was great. The beer was supposed to be great, but I couldn't tell you. And I guess the only other big highlight of Stockholm was that uh, my significant other loves uh, black licorice and. That's like one of the main things they like over there, which was really weird to me. And it's <laughs> salty, which is weird. 
I didn't uh, try make, the black licorice. And they make I, ice cream out of it too. So she partook in all of that. Um, wow. If you want, when you come over, we can try the, uh, you know, like, um, what is it called? The, when you put chocolate on, like a dip on an ice cream cone, usually soft ice cream, you dip it in chocolate. Is it called chocolate dip? Yeah. The, the stuff that just gets hard real yes, quick. Yeah. Yeah. They have black licorice version of that that we bought and have sitting around. Wow. We, we have not used it, so who knows what you know two year old uh, version of it is. But uh, let's 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 see. We'll make that a, a date. Um, <laughs> I somehow completely missed that they were all about licorice, and I, I actually like black it. licorice. I'm well now. Now I think we need uh, we got a reason for you to go back. Yeah, let's go, um, Pete. We are not talking about suede today, but maybe in the future. I think that's a good idea. Could what, be fun. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about a band that had a few hits. Um, a couple to a tree. They had a few hits. Yeah. Um, the Police. The Police. Um, wee, wee. And we're talking about the third Police record. Came out in 1980 called yes. Zenyatta Mondada. Zenyatta Mondada. Uh, Pete, did you know that that was the name of the record? Uh I knew this record and for whatever reasons, I completely skipped out on the name of the record because the album cover is one of the police records like burn in my head. Yeah. But in that like newspaper style below the fold, like I don't ever remember noting the name of this record before like listening to it. This for no, this I'm, activity. I'm really glad you brought that up because I thought the same thing. I okay. it's just it's one of those records that I've seen in dollar bins for my Ever. entire life. Ever. <laughs> and I never even I just I know the image. Yes. But I've never took note of the the, the album name. Yes. Hundred percent. So um I'm pretty excited to do this. I'm pretty excited to be doing um a police record because they're Obviously, a band who have been super successful have done a lot, uh, and I, I wanted to bring something up that's applicable to this episode, but also others, um, which we'll get to. But but the Police are a band. I think most listeners know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I assume at this point, right? Yeah, I'd think so. But um, I mean, are they classic rock to the point though that like? people might know their songs and just not even know who they are. They're not just classic rock. They're wedding rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're, you're catching a police song in a lot of different settings. Will you catch a police song at the grocery store? Yep. Target. Yep. A wedding. Yep. At the dentist office. Yep. (laughs) You know, like at a cool bar. Yup. Sure. At a lane bar. (laughs) Yup. At a sports bar. Yup. Like, Applebee's? Yeah. <laughs> no question they're dining at the neighborhood's grill. Um, they are very present, um, very known. However, on an album level, I just don't think they are. I don't think they are in the same way. Uh, a lot of classic rock, a lot of rock, a lot of mainstream stuff um, doesn't get that like deep look. And the police are an ex- like super interesting example where it's like hey you know the you know the hits now what about the deep cuts and what does that even say and i think this record is a great example of that um and a really fun one to kind of muck around about um to get to the point i alluded to pete what do we call it like 
like we talked about, you know, the, the podcast is called In Search of Tracks. Follow us on social media at TracksPod. And you email us at TracksPod at gmail.com. But what do we do when the tracks aren't hidden? Like, like Don't Stand So Close to Me isn't a, a hidden track. We don't have to search, seek it out too much. It's a track that hits you in the face. You know what I mean? Now, we yeah. can re-examine and talk about it if we like it or not. But like, it's a hit. So we don't have to dig too deep to find it. Do we still consider those in search of tracks? And I will put a little asterisk. People over a certain age, maybe close your ears, but be prepared for some harsh truth. There are young people who listen to this podcast who've never listened to the police. Yeah, 100%. So the hits that me and you were saying are almost undeniable, almost, well, I don't know how you feel if you think they're undeniable or not, but the hits, the popular songs are popular in an undeniable way. And we think that most people listening have heard them, but maybe they haven't. Yeah. I mean, that's my, that was my point before, kind of like maybe they hear them at a wedding and don't even, they don't know it's the police, nor do they take note of the song itself. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 uh, I think you, that's a good point, right? Like the hits here are not hidden and the album tracks are interesting in their own ways have a different give a completely different texture you know what yeah, i mean yeah 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 so, i mean some more than others for sure but like we'll 100%. get into it but but like it's uh it's it does almost feel like the way that i don't know if you listen to like the new doja cat record or something <laughs> yeah it's like planet her yeah it's like you know most pop albums i feel like for the last 20 years or so have been like we're going to have the singles and then yeah. we're just going to put some filler around the singles. And sometimes that filler is fine. And sometimes it's actually like better than you'd ever imagine. But most of the time it's not great. And you can tell that it, you know, not the same amount of energy went into it that went into the hits themselves. So this one, I feel like there was a lot of energy that went into the whole thing, but it also does kind of have that feel of like, the hits are so high and the rest of the record is just, it might be high, but it's high in like a completely different way where it's not like it's, you're not going to hear it at a wedding. No, no. Nor if they released it as a single, you wouldn't be hearing it at a wedding. It's just, it doesn't have that kind of energy. No, I mean, and I guess we can give a little bit of high level stuff here um, without really going to the sound just yet. I was going to weird places, listening to this as a whole album yeah uh it's one it's a vibe it is a vibing record i don't want to say this in a negative way but i could the place i see me listening to this record and also the record the the record before it um and maybe even the record after it i kind of see those three as a set a little bit um is sort of background i'm doing work and this is pleasant enough to listen to and moving but i'm I'm not staring at the sun on this one. You know, I'm not like pondering the navel <laughs> while I listen to it. But it also has some parts that I think are challenging and kind of weird and really angular when you put it as a like, yo, this is a pretty popular band by this time. And they were not like trying to be subversive or subculture per se. Right. But they had some pretty challenging parts to the record and songs as a whole. 
um, which you don't find as you move through pop culture mainstream stuff too much other than some random like like okay so pink floyd gets noted as this like oh they got they do really weird stuff but then you know then they have their really tuneful songs mixed in you know and Mm -hmm. uh it was a weird parallel i was making as i was listening to this record uh specifically um so yeah this is definitely a mixed bag and i wonder like a question that we ask uh on many records that have a few hit songs if someone came for the hits what what is the what what other songs are they staying for what other songs are scratching the itch that the hit provided right and is there an energy beyond that so uh i, I think we'll dive more into that as we go through this record um really Real- quick just kind of setting the tone yeah why did we choose this one <laughs> i was gonna ask you the same thing I, I i think we had some requests for the for the police and i think to my recollection because this one's been on the list for a while it has but i but i i feel like either i thought that either you brought you it up it, yeah. or it was uh just the listener just the request that, i think it's listener request um but i'm not mad at it at all um, yeah i mean i'm cool with it i i, I mean it is like I think it's a weird one to do. I'm not like a diehard police fan like that, but no, I think it's a weird one to do. I think it's one that it's like, um, it's a weird, but here's the thing outside of the very first police record. Um, the next set of three is pretty weird. And then you get synchronicity that when you actually break that down, it's, it's got its own thing going on too. Like, like these aren't records where it's like, like if you put this record on for a police fan and you don't play the hit, they'll know it's the police, but they might not, unless they're a diehard, they might not know it unless they hear the hits. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this is truly one of those, like this man had a greatest hits album in 86. And I think that's what stuck to a lot of people's bones um, for better or worse, because I think this, this is a band who deserves a little more credit and a little more conversation than they're getting right now. (laughs) Um, Because they were doing stuff in a time where like they were a more popular band than bands that are getting cited more frequently now, but who I think arguably like, the police deserve a little more credit for what they did. Um, I mean, you know, they seem pretty singular to me. I mean, so, they, they, they had a lot of the like new wave, but like also combining reggae yep. kind of feel that a lot yep. of, I feel like English bands had at the time, but at the same time you hear a police song and you know, it's the police instantly. Hundred percent. Maybe, it, maybe it's things voice, but I also feel like it's just the way that they play together. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot there. I just I I never I never dug into them, and it's actually oh yeah, it's funny Let's that up yeah. Go it's ahead. it's funny you you brought up synchronicity. I was just looking up their best selling record because I just would have assumed it was the first one. Yeah, and it's just not. It's, it's just not. synchronicity. Yeah. Um, what's the hit on synchronicity? Uh, it's every breath, every you, breath you, take. you take. Yeah, yeah which is obviously you know, okay. Yeah, but but I mean, the first record has hits. Like uh, I mean basically all of their albums have a couple singles that really pop. Yeah. Um, 
and we'll get into this a little more, but but um, you just said, you just kind of laid out, what is your familiarity with the police? So I don't have much familiarity other than, you know, I know the hits, obviously. Um, actually, friend of the pod, Andy Scarpula, was a big police fan from my recollection. And I think he told me to pick up the first album. Yep. Regatta de Blanc. Um, I think that's a, is that the first one or the second one? I think that's the second isn't one. Isn't that the first? The, the second one is, uh, Outlandos. Outlandos yeah. de Moore. Uh, no, I think, oh, I that, think no, Outlandos, Outlandos is, first. is the first. Yeah, I'm sorry. Outlandos yeah, first, you're, yeah. you're right. So, so Regatta is the second, but I picked that one up in the dollar bin. I think when I was on tour with Andy and, yeah. uh, he was a big fan. I picked it up and I, I listened to it. I liked it. I mean, message in a bottle is awesome. Um, awesome. you know, I mean, the, I remember the record being really good, but honestly, I think in, in a number of the different purges that I did in my record collection, it is no longer there. So, sure. uh, I'll totally revisit it, but I, I never really went deep with them. I never listened to any other albums. This is the first time I've ever heard uh, Zenyatta Madata. Oh, wow. Interesting. And I, okay. I don't know that I've ever listened to any other police records in full. So, yeah. Um, what about it, you? Uh, a band I liked a lot. <clears throat> I love the hits, you know. Um, owned Synchronicity, owned um, Outlandos, and knew these ones. Like, have maybe, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I had them on my, you know, like I had them. From the streaming era, uh, from the pre-streaming era, the, the illegal download era, um, I'm not talking about the label, uh, I got all of them. Um, but the first record is the one I sat with the most. And it's the one that I think, you know, for lack of a better word, it's their most punk. It's the most rock, you know? Yeah. Um, and that has elements of new wave. It's got... You know, it's just a little bit more kind of up tempo throughout, without, without so much of the reggae influence, which is something we're going to talk about a lot on this record because it's, it's undeniable. It's this weird kind of reggae. It's almost you know, for people who are more familiar, it's like got a little bit of ska kind of energy to it because it's reggae influenced rock. Um, yeah, that picks up to almost a punk pace. But you wouldn't call it ska, but you could totally see someone hearing that and going, oh, yeah, this is just like a ska song. Um, <laughs> these guys were contemporary of the time of a lot of the like punk bands and then like new wave and, and post-punk stuff. They just were phenomenally successful and it put them in a different space. These guys were doing the, they were the popularity before you two got popular. You know what I mean? They, these dudes were just huge. Um, and I don't know. And, and, and they seem to kind of hold on to some level of credibility despite the fact that they were like undeniably mainstream popular. Like their radio hits were just so big right away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I knew them. I, I've liked the singles forever and knew the albums. This record I've heard at like not at length, but like I've heard this record in full a lot. And this listen was the first like, let me sit and pick it apart, which you're going to hear because uh, I say that a lot, but I'm like, yeah, I never sat and picked apart these records when I was just listening to enjoy them. <laughs> this one stuck to my bones the least. Um, Maybe not of all the records, but of the ones people know. This one was like, oh, yeah, I like these. But like that's the kind of 
there's some some different kind of sound things going on here um, that uh, that I, I contextualized for the first time. Um, and there's yeah. a lot going on here. So let me ask you this: it was this it is, was a, it was a lot denser than I expected, honestly. Yeah. Yes. 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 Do you see yourself going back to this record? I actually do. I, I I listened to it three times for this exercise, and I found myself liking it more and more as I listened. There there are certain songs on here that I just really don't like. Yes. Um. But but more or less, I I liked the songs on here, and the songs that I liked on first pass, I liked more on third pass. So there, so yeah, couple, I, I think I will, and I think a, I'll go deeper with them. Oh, that that makes me very happy to hear. I think that. This is a band who, if you haven't, it's worth the dive overall. I think it's active listening. You can pick it apart. Passive listening, it is just really good. And it, <laughs> it's yeah. got an energy to it that uh, just kind of keeps things moving and is interesting. And there's a few things that might pull people out. Uh, Sting's vocals voice for one if you like it you like it I think he's got a pretty good voice but I could see like I can see with many vocalists there's there's elements of it that could pull someone right out right but overall like this record has a lot of energy and it's reflective of the record the police as a band have this weird contrast that I often kind of find myself struggling with and we may have talked about it on an episode one at one point but um but we'll get to it uh i think this is a cool record and is a record that if you like new wave you should hear this record if you like punk music you should like listen to this record if you like post-punk you should listen to this record if you like classic rock you should listen to this record if you just like having music on while you're grilling or doing spreadsheets <laughs> or have the windows open, you'll like this record. Let's go. I, I think so. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Um, anything else before we get to the track by track? I mean, I think that's about it for me. The only kind of note that I wanted to point out that I found in my research was apparently they recorded this in four weeks, which was fairly short for the amount of time they usually spend on records. Um, and they were not super pleased with it as a result. I guess they like, as the story goes, they finished it at 4 a.m. Um, bef- like literally the day that they left for their next tour, which was something like a year and a half long or something. So right, right. It, w- it was kind of like the label was forcing them to put a record out and they, they, they had the songs kind of, sort of, but they just put it together as quickly as they could and then left for another world tour so um it's interesting that the band wasn't super pleased with it and yet it's like i think the third best-selling police record um third best-selling debuts at number one in the uk number five in the u.s yeah uh has literal huge songs you know (laughs) it's uh yeah man come on like it's it's kind of crazy um so to think that it was just like not necessarily a throwaway, but something that was compressed in the writing process. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Definitely is. Okay. Um, track by track. Track by track. Join us on the vibe that is the police Zenyata Mondata 
or as my um, phone kept trying to autocorrect it, uh, <laughs> Zencaster Monday. So, um, all right. The first oh, song, is one you might be familiar with, Pete. Don't, don't stand so close to me. Don't stand so close to me. Sorry, um, I took it from you. Well, I was, I was setting it up, but then there was the wait. So, don't stand so close to me. Smacks you in the face. Um, oh, by the way, something to note: almost this entire record is written by Sting. Primary songwriter, yeah. the Police. There's elements where the other members contribute, but the most part, it's Sting, which I found really interesting. I was like, "Oh, wow, okay." Credit to this dude. Is that not the case in most of their catalog? No, no, it's almost all of it. Though, um, following along, he wrote, I think, the entire first record. Okay. Then the other dudes start getting some credit <laughs> on the second album. And I was like, okay. oh, are we starting to see? But no, um, a lot of this is is all all Mr. Sting. Um, don't stand so close to me. Uh, I can't. It's like, is this one of the 500? Is, this is probably one of the 100 biggest songs of the 80s. I imagine. I mean, is this like, is this, you're, you're more familiar with the police than me. Okay. I, I think this song is great. Yes, I agree. But, I mean, is this like top, top tier police? Because I think of it as being top tier police, but it I, is. Don't, I don't know. It is, it, it is, it is, it is. It's like, I would say this is top five. Um, okay. Like, every little thing she does is magic. Every breath you take. Um, King of Pain. I'm trying to think. Roxanne, I really like. Yeah, um, that's good. Message I like in Message a bottle. In a bottle a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, can't stand losing you is right in the mix. Uh, to um, don't stand so close to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, credit to these guys for having like greatest hits level catalog four records in. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, I like mean, hits um, Is this a good opener? I think it's a great opener. I mean, yeah. for for me, it's like it's it's a like we just said, it's a top hit. But at the same time, it 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 does everything that a good opening track does. It it like it the energy is there, but you also get like kind of the signature police time signature changes all over yes, the place. Thank you. Um, and you get like the big chorus, um, the weirdly inappropriate lyrics, which I, nope. is that a police thing? I don't know. Maybe it's just yeah, the one song it's, thing, but it's, um, <laughs> so it's about, I mean, it's about uh teacher. Wait, let's see here. Um, 
It concerns a teacher who has a sexual relationship with a student, which in turn is discovered. Yeah, that's what yeah. the lyrics are about. Um, I think you get some of the like some of Sting's best vocal range on this yeah. song. Like he does some really cool stuff. Uh, so, in a lot of ways, this is a fantastic opener because it introduces you to a lot of the elements of the band and a lot of the elements that you're going to find within. You know what I mean? It's like when you open a book and you read the first chapter, you don't want to meet, like, a first chapter of a book shouldn't be, like, an introduction to every main character and what they're about. But, like, it doesn't hurt to meet a few and get a few a sense of the world and, you know, and I think that's what this song does. However... Pete, I think this is also the best song on the record. I mean, it very well might be. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little tough. However, really good opener. Starts really strong. Um, I love the tone on this record. The production is really good. But the the bass tone, and it just kind of has its... You said it well. They're a very singular band. I think the sound is quite singular. Yeah. No, the production is really good. And that's a good point. I mean... I feel like they take more from the way that reggae records are produced than they do the way that rock records are produced where like you can hear the drums and the bass and the guitar and they all feel, they all feel very separate from one another. They're obviously working together to make the song, but like, like it's not produced to sound like they're all working together to like make this big sound. It's more like they're individually kind of playing off one another. Oh, that's an interesting way to put it because I agree. It's sort of like um, unison and working, you know, in sync, synchronicity, but uh, like working together but not being one, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because you know? the, the, the guitar, and maybe we go into Driven to Tears um, from here because like 100%. Th- this song for me uh, – it's it's this really driving song. It's really different from Don't Stand So Close to Me because it's not it's kind of provably just not a radio hit. Yes. It's, no it's like a it's like a groove song. Yeah. Um I like it a lot, actually, and I was I was pleasantly surprised when I got the second song, but like the the rhythm section is working so tightly together throughout the whole thing, and the yep. guitar is just kind of playing off of it. So it's like it's 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 really different than what you typically get in rock music. And it's one of those things where I was like, wow, yeah, the police actually were doing something really interesting, weren't they? Um, Which a lot of that is taken from reggae, but like they're, they're incorporating it in this way that I, I don't know that many bands did really successfully, like uh, putting it out there. I'm not a huge clash fan. I've tried a lot and they just, they never hit me like that. And when the clash do reggae, it really loses me. Whereas, when the police are doing more reggae oriented stuff, I, I actually kind of feel it. So, um, uh, yo, good, good counterpoint. I agree. I think the police do it in a, <sighs> it just sounds better. <laughs> it just sounds better. It just yeah. sounds better. Um, uh, this song, it's almost like it's post dub. Like you're right. It's grooving, but you can tell they're, they're like, okay, what if we took reggae and slowed it all the way down in the way we play it? Like, it's not, so it's not even, you're not getting that. We're going to space it out. And then the bass tone is so cool. It's like outer space cool. It's not yeah. spacey at all, but it's like, wow, this just has its own sound. 
No, the bass and guitar tones on this record are awesome. Oh, it's really cool. And and like sometimes you'll hear me say big room. And that's not always like like it's not always meant to be a compliment. It's always meant to say like, hey, this sounds like this record cost a lot of money and is recorded well, even if I don't particularly care for it one way or the other. The production on this record is big room but in this super unique way, and that's that's the one thing. Big room doesn't mean the same thing. This it just hits so well here, and um, yeah, I like this song. I don't love it, but it's kind of it's it's an interesting song to come in off of from "Don't Stand So Close to Me." Yeah, I think it yeah, lets I, you know, hey, not every song is going to be this like very accessible, like tuneful. Uh, easy to digest track like don't stand so close to me you know yeah it's one of those things that like for me i guess i liked again this is one of those tracks that i liked more as i listened to it more yep but it also just proved to me because i honestly just again having not much experience with the police i was like oh so there's a lot more depth to this band than just the hits they're not just like a hit maker band um because this song is pretty cool so yeah. yeah yeah When the world is going down, you make the best of what's around. <laughs> going down, running down. It's running down, yeah. Running I, I was down. doing it off my head. Yeah. Uh, when no, the world is for running you. down. That's, I mean, that's a, that, that song title is way too long. I would have yeah, got that too. Uh, yeah, some real like uh, Charles Bronson energy. Um, How do they write that on a set list? <sighs> Uh, when the running down, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, running down, maybe, yeah. There you go. Um, it's loungy. It's a little bit funky. It's definitely bouncing, rhythmic, repetitive. It slides to the background for me, uh-huh. but this song was a grower. Yeah, same. I the first time I listened, I'm like, where is this track going? Uh, next time I listened, I was like, oh, this song again. All right. Third third time I was I was grooving with it. I was like, okay, you know, and that's where I'm like, okay. If I wanted to pick it apart, I could. Um, but again, it's sort of saying to you, like, nah, this isn't supposed to be a radio track. This is just some song we wrote we like, you know? Yeah, we're just grooving on it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like the guitar tone in this one is particularly great. It like really stood out to me for some reason. And there's a great groove on it. Yes. Um, I mean, they're just good at groove, I guess. Um, but this one, like, I thought it was, it felt almost, I mean, the police as a band feel of a time. I mean, it feels oh, very yeah. no 80s, question. but like, but the this felt like the police doing disco. And for me, it felt like particularly of a time. Oh, that's so interesting. That. Yo, you know what? This song comes out in 1980. If this song comes out in 1976, it is 15% more disco, and it's yeah. just like an ABBA song. You know what no, I mean? 100%. Yeah. And it'd be good. It'd still be good. This is it'd a good still song. Be good. Um, yeah. I also, you mentioned the guitar tone. When Sting's vocals are hitting the right way, the interplay with his voice and the guitar tone is perfect. And it, that's a good example here. I was thinking about the chorus. Uh, and how he holds out uh, when the world is running down and how yeah. that, and then that transition to the next line, it sounds, it's just a really, it works really well. It's um, really good. I, I think this record starts off super strong. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, canary in a coal mine. Skank it up. Yeah. 
Dude, this is like the exact moment that this record starts falling apart for me. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, I really was so pleasantly surprised with the first three songs. And then I was like, all right, like maybe I'm not a deep police fan like that. Um, oh. It's, it's like, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's like a more new wavy kind of like, song it it feels like it feels like if the police were trying to do devo or something um i just i find the energy on this one like hectic and spastic and like i i guess i like i like when the police are doing their like reggae tinge smooth jazz rock or whatever it is that they do more than when they do like more new wavy uh like hectic music um, I just, the chorus on this one, like, frankly, just annoys me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I, I think they, they pick it up after this for me, but this song yeah. totally lost me. Uh, so, uh, the complimentary things I can say are, well, is, is, let me make it singular. Uh, my eight year old really, uh, took to this song, um, led to a good that story. That tracks about- for me. Yeah canaries and coal mine and why, why that would be. <laughs> he, he was in on the chorus um so you get a tempo pickup and they're doing this like you know it's it's like i don't like it um i don't love the pitter pat of sting's vocals here not to say they aren't comp competent but the pitch of his voice is a little higher yeah so when you start getting that with this pace and that rhythm of the vocals it throws it off whereas he's able to kind of explore the sound space a little more vocally when it slows down um this is where you have to like you go wait what is this record uh because if you came for don't stand so close to me and then you hear Canary in a coal mine, you might be a little confused. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not with it. Voices inside my head. <sighs> Start us off. I don't even know where I'm at on this song. <laughs> um, so I, I'm mixed on it. I mean, it's there's a cool groove on it, but... I'm also not sure what to do with it. Like it doesn't groove the way that the, the earlier tracks do. Let me throw a curveball at you. Yeah. Okay. Think of Dancy. This could be the tempo on it could be another disco track. Sure. That said, it feels kind of throwaway. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I actually wrote, it feels almost like a, uh, like it feels like a track you'd hear on a demos album where the oh, band yeah. was like trying to find a groove. Yeah, you're um, right. Yo, this is the song they're playing when they're just like getting into the flow, like do 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 do. Yeah, and like and like ultimately they'd take like one snippet from that groove and like put it into a song, but it it doesn't feel like like this is the moment where when I read that you know they kind of threw this record together, it's like oh that's this song. Okay, um, I don't love the vocals on it either. Um, like the more aggressive yells that Sting does on it, I don't love. It just feels like a B-side jam or something. It just it feels incomplete. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even have too much more to add to it. I think there's elements of it. Um, 
somebody who's real creative could take this, the, just the music of it, and really sample some cool stuff out of it. But overall, it doesn't feel like a complete thought. It's just not yeah. fully there. Yeah. Uh, into Bombs Away. So, yeah, I mean, this is another kind of throwaway for me. I, I, I just feel like the energy on this one is really lacking, um, this particularly one, it, compared it, to other songs on this record. Yeah, for me, it, it's like um, <laughs> music from the sci-fi thriller movie, Act One, though. <laughs> like like when it's setting the tone, like, okay, they're you know off on a faraway planet. And, you know, uh, this is just a normal story, though, of a man in school on uh, Zeta Five, and da da da. Here, yeah, you know, it's just like there's a little bit of like it's not new wave; it's almost like future wave because of this tone. I don't hate the song again. It if we're mining for deep tracks, we're not stopping on this one. No. D do 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 da da da. I hate that shit, dude. I hate when songs are not words. Song titles are not words. Um, although I like the song a lot, so there's that. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, this is a good song. This this is um, it's a chill out song. Again, they kind of find their place in the fusion realm here. Uh, what they were doing, and it kind of. There's just moments where the guitar tone, the bass, everything lines up, and it's like, it's just awesome, and it's it's really really good on a headphone listen, um, and it's it's kind of this serious depth of tone to the music, in contrast to vocals and lyrical content that's like, not, <laughs> not like. Like total throwaway. Right. Yeah. Well, and like, uh, like so I cite it. And shout out to my buddy Jay. Um, we had a good convo about this. The song, Every Little Thing She Does is Magic. You're familiar? Yeah. Starts with this very epic sweeping, like, like, do 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 And you get like two repetitions of that and then into and i'm like oh you just and both both sections are really good are competent compelling but the first one like it sucks me and i'm like oh this is like perfect it's like so emotionally captivating and gripping and the lyrical content lines up with it and it's almost like that uh Oh, what's the Beatles song with um, uh, A Day in the Life, right? Where it's, here's the John Lennon part. Here's the Paul McCartney part. They both had these songs and they kind of like, well, let's just kind of like, like, uh, smash them together. Yeah, like super glue the middle. Okay, we can figure, and it worked, right? It works. Yeah. Um, But, you know, but there's this kind of contrast in some of the police music where it's like, wait, you're doing this is angular. It's not this song's not angular. This song is a really, really well constructed, smooth sounding song. It goes down easy. Except when you do the the courses, you know, de do 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 de da da da. Like it's like, what? Um, it's a really good song. Second I mean, biggest song on the record. 
see like they sell me with the with the chorus i think they 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 really own it in this way that works i just i hate when songs because i just like how do you it's like hey can you guys play that song to do 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 da 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 it's just so annoying to say but i mean right you you shorthand this as do 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 right yeah yeah right? like yeah, I know. set list is do 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 um, um but yeah right. i love that i actually like this song a lot the chorus there's a confidence which they do this song with that's like it's like one thing if someone kind of you know bashfully walks in it's like yeah we're gonna uh you know like play my n- next song it's uh do 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 da 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 yeah that doesn't um, work sting walks in the the room hey what's up i'm sting rips his shirt off we're the police this song is do 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 da 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 let's yeah. go and it's like what okay okay <laughs> damn shorty um yeah uh, it's a very good song um does it feel odd in the flow or does it feel like it works i mean for me after the songs that come before it it kind of just picks the energy back up <clears throat> so I, th- I think it works as well as it could given yeah. where it is yeah yeah i think so too um behind my camera for this song that's fucking crazy um tell me what you think i'll give you my my notes i mean hideout music weird slash challenging question mark yeah yeah um bob does this song fit where it is in the record is the question (sighs) um so so i have that note i do like the song Overall, I think it's a I cool song. I actually yeah. think it's really cool. <sighs> I'm going to say something. I don't want this to come off like I almost feel like the. I think it's a fine in the flow, in the placement of it. Okay. It doesn't, it's not like it accentuates it, but I feel like this record would have been served well by a little bit more sparseness, a little bit more like. Canary in a coal mine, and then the next song, "Man in a Suitcase," um, are these kind of more up-tempo tracks? Yeah. Um, Don't stand so close to me. Uh, do do do. The hits, you know, and then the rest kind of has a feel that I'd say is similar. So, if you had, if I had to edit this record, I'm taking "Canary in a Coal Mine" and. Uh, 
and Man in a Suitcase and making a single. Probably Man in a Suitcase is the A-side because uh, I think it's a better song. And, and I'll, I'll argue against that next song. But no, I, <laughs> I like where the song is. It, it's, 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 this record is more art school than people know, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and this song is kind of putting that out there. Tell me what you think of it. So yeah, I mean, I I like the song a lot. I I honestly just don't know where this song would fit well because it just feels completely out of place on the album for me. But but at the same time, yeah, if they're trying to be weird in art school and have, you know, interesting instrumental songs on the record, yeah, I guess like, it could this fall have wherever. A, does this have a little touch of Brian Eno feel to I it? I mean, to me, yeah, at first I mean, we did Heroes a few weeks ago, the Bowie record, That's right? And and it reminded me of that. It was like, okay, so this is like them doing like what Bowie was doing on the B side and kind of toying around with Brian Eno. Um, but then it also like the band Goblin. I think I've mentioned them to you before. Uh-huh, yeah, They're like the, the Italian band that just did like strictly horror movie soundtracks, more or less. Yeah. Um. It it sounds like it could be a Goblin track on like the Dawn of the Dead soundtrack to me too. So like. I, I, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. And it certainly, if someone played this for me and I hadn't, you know, and I wasn't familiar with it, I was just like, Hey, what is this? I would never in a million years guess that this was the police. Yeah. So, no, so I, that I, for I, me I, was interesting. That's really funny. That's really funny. Um, good song though. Like, yeah, great. Like potentially, it's, it's really good. Potentially, when we get back, we have to f- get our tracks podcast uh, playlist going. We really got to get that back on. Track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This we'll song belongs on there because it's a I weird think that'd twist. Be fun. I think it's a cool song, but I think it's a weird twist. Um, if you're searching for a really off the beaten track, this could be it. It's weird. I I can't believe they won a Grammy for it. It's really weird. If you play this for anyone and said, "Hey, what do you think of the song?" They'd be like, "Uh, it's pretty good. I don't know what is it." They'd be like, "Oh, it's the Police." They would be like, "Whoa, whoa, what?" <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of blew my mind. And especially if you isolate it, it doesn't feel apart from this record, but it also doesn't feel like it's a part of the record. Um, it really stands on it its own. Uh, so if you took it out and isolated it by itself it would feel even more foreign, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, Man in a suitcase. Um, I don't love this song. If I was sitting on a beach with a mojito, I might like be totally into this song. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that generally that's not my situation. So I like, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't, this, this feels more of like a ska song to me than any song on the record. I think. Yep. And I didn't love it for that. Um, it's it's cool. Like, listen, if it's on, I might not turn it off, but I'm not going to this song at any point. What'd you think? Yeah, again, we're we're kind of skanking it up here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think first listen, second listen, this kind of washed over me, um, and it was just like whatever. Third listen, I was power washing my deck. And it was sunny, and it was pleasant, and I was, you know, it was hot in that way that, like, you don't mind doing outdoor activities that get you wet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, this is such a suburban podcast sometimes. Oh, we get it. so suburban. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yo, I, this song did make me think, you know, maybe the police wanted to play their hits, but then when they don't got the hits, 
they want to play songs that are going to make people dance. And the fun of like dub or like reggae or ska in live setting. It's if you just put your, you know, like image on the wall and just go, I'm skanking tonight, man. I'm, I'm just going to get into this. It's fun as hell, so I'm not mad at it. And that's that was my my uh, power washing uh, uh, philosophy, like uh, my words of wisdom as I'm like blowing dirt off my uh, deck. Um, Don't lie to me. Did you start skanking while I you were did power not. washing? I did not, but it's only because of the visibility. Now, if All I was right, yeah, at a enough. club in 1981 in uh, you know Yorkshire or something, and it was dark, but also you know you had the I am skanking it up and I'm in the mix. Uh, shadows in the rain. Um, I have like, I have nothing positive nor really all that negative to say about this song. It just kind of is uh, like, it's, it's not laid back enough in terms of what they do with reggae for me to like it, but it's, it's just like, it's just kind of meandering. It just doesn't really do anything. And yeah. it's, I think this is the longest song on the record. Wow. And, and for true? me, I'm just, wow. it just, it just feels like it's, 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 it's bringing the record to end with kind of this thud that I don't think it necessarily deserves. Yeah. Really. Not necessary. So, not necessary. And it's just not necessary. Uh, again, they're doing something similar here. Um, less successfully to di- driven to tears where it's yeah. kind of slowed down, spaced out dub kind of stuff. Um, it's fine. I'm not offended, but it's 100% not necessary. Uh, I do like the other way of stopping. which is again this is just some jammy instrumental to close the record yeah you like it more i mean i for me it's more than than shadow and rain i guess i like it more than shadows in the rain too i don't i don't necessarily love it it sounds like bad video game music to me oh see Um, i think it sounds like pretty good video game music (laughs) no um oh wow this is funny uh um, un- unrelated or potentially related, Blizzard Entertainment also named a character Zenyatta and his ah. brother, an NPC, Mundata, in the hit game Overwatch. So uh, we might be onto something with the video game music. Do you Very know cool. where the name of this song came from? Uh, the other way of stopping. No. A line in a Bob Newhart routine called The Driving Instructor. Interesting. That has to push it up a little bit. Like, sure. You guys are naming like that's deep cut shit. Wow. By the way, 
Do you know when Bob Newhart died? No. He's not dead. He's fucking 92 years old. Oh, my God. Wow. Shout what out Bob, Bob Newhart. Shout out. Um, it's just a jam. Like, not much different than uh, what we said about, um, was it Voices in My Head? Yeah. Where it sort of feels like, hey, what do you, you guys just kind of kind of working on some ideas here. Um, yeah. So, yeah. like, is this half-baked? Maybe. Um, it definitely feels half-baked to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where there's half-baked songs all over a lot of probably most records that exist ever. But, like, yeah. <laughs> for, for, for the police, their highs are so high and they're such a capable band Yep. That that like when they really grabbed me on this record, I was re- I was so in. Yeah. So 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 it, it kind of hurts more for me when there's just this closer that's kind of a throwaway and like the second to last song is kind of a throwaway because like you can tell that the potential is there and if they really had their head in the game, like this is such a great record and yeah. it's just I mean it's 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 still. I wouldn't call it great, but it's like very, it's a very really good. good record. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And like, and it just could have been a lot more than it was. And, yep. you know, that, I guess that's why it like bums me out more than it would usually. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't love the, the closer track here. Okay. Let's go ahead and give it some ratings. Let's break this Let's down. Let's do it. Holistic quality. So this is the overall good, just generally speaking, out of 20. What would you rate this record? Holistic, I'm going to give it a 16. Okay. I was in a very similar space, and I've been going back and forth. I didn't want to give it a 15. And I was like, am I giving it a 14? Because I started comparing it to the other records. Yeah. By the police. And I said, you know what? It's a 16. It's a good. It's a very good record. I think anybody who's curious about this band, this is not a bad place to start. Highs. Cool. Out of ten, the best songs, the best of the best, the high points of this record. How how high are those highs? I was tempted to give it a ten, but I ended up giving it a nine. We're in the same place. It's a nine out of ten. Cool. Uh, the lows, though, where are you at on the lows? Out of ten, how how bad were the worst parts of this record? I'm gonna say like I I didn't I didn't really desperately want to just turn it off at any point. No. But given what they're capable of, it's just, like I said, it's just kind of a bummer. So I gave it a three. Okay. I gave it a four um, because I felt like when it got to the worst points, there was still enough for me to chew on. And as I mentioned, on repeat listens, there was no points where I really wanted to turn it off. And I had my mind changed a couple times. You know, in in terms of what my where I was at and like how I was feeling, I was like, ah, you know what? I'm outside and it's sunny. All of a sudden, man in suitcase is feeling a little better. So it was a four. <laughs> yeah. Now this is a fun one with the police competency peer review. Uh, the competency for this band is tough because they're highly competent. The yeah. Peer review is much tougher because who are their peers? I mean, who are their peers? Like, who you, are they? You, you mentioned the Clash, and I actually think that's one that, like, the police fall into this weird netherland between the Clash and U two in my book. Yeah, um, where it's like punk, but not punk, and then like 
80s rock gods, but not fully rock gods. You know, they're they're maybe like 80 rock legends or rock gods with a lowercase g, you know? Um, the way that you two are 80s rock gods, gods, capital G. You know what I mean? Right. So... I, 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 but I, I largely compared them to themselves. Um, and I ended yeah, up, I mean, I ended up at a seven out of 10. Cool. Yeah. I mean, they are singular in that way. And actually I like the point you kind of hinted at a while ago that like nobody ever really jokes about the police. Like there, they, there's a lot of these bands that have like are hit only bands that yep. are kind of the butt of every joke Yep. or at least were at a certain point. And the For police, sure. I just, I, I feel like nobody ever really joked around about the police it was just kind of like your thing or it wasn't your thing or whatever right. but like everybody had respect no they never got dragged the way even bands like the clash did you know yeah um, yeah 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 so yeah um drag factor out of 10 uh so real quick competency i gave it an eight. Oh, oh um, yeah you give it an no, eight it's all good good good, yeah. good good yeah that makes um, sense drag factor as an album does it drag at all i mean i i think it does yep. um i and particularly for them, it's, uh, again, a bummer. So I, g- I gave it a five. Uh, I felt the same way. It doesn't drag so much that it pulls you out. But if you are focused in on this record, there's points where you're uh, tapping your toe a little bit. Um, it's a five. Flow out of 10. So how well does this record move song to song and as an album completely? I mean, again, I'm not turning it off. I, I think a lot of the flow on this is strange um particularly the just the inclusion of behind my camel on it feels strange um just because there are no other songs that really mirror that at all but at the yep. same time i don't know it it didn't really bother me i'm so i went with a six i um i started looking at it in a really different way and thinking about this record as a more challenging record and i think it's a seven um i think it is there's some intentionality to the weirdness and I have to give note to that. And I still think it moves in a pretty cool way. It doesn't have a lot of the key elements that would normally pull me in and say this record flows so well. Mm -hmm. But I think for what they were trying to do, there is some kind of alignment. So uh, it's a seven to me. See, see just here was my thought too. I mean, you bring up a really good point, but in the back of my head also is the idea that this record was like actually provably thrown together in a certain respect. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so it's like, so, so it's like you could give it a three for that, but you can also Damn. give them like a six or seven Yo. just for pulling it off. You know? Yeah. You know what? You, you give a good point. I'm not going to change <laughs> it, but, but I think that's something to consider. I, I, yeah. I think that's a good point to consider. Like I might be creating a justification to their um, uh, to their lacking to their to their um, underachievement in certain elements, uh, which yeah. they which they it admittedly point out, uh, like, oh yeah, you know, we finished this up the day before we left for tour, so we <laughs> right. thought it was all right. Uh, you yeah, know, it was fun. We're yeah. not particularly happy about it, but hey, all right, it's this, sold. So this is one I was thinking about, and I really wanted your opinion on. The aesthetic. How does this record look? Um, a weird thing to talk about, but I think it matters. We think it matters. Um, the cover art, the way the record looks as a whole. Where are you at on this one? I mean, 
here's the thing. Both of us pointed out at the beginning of this episode that we like the image of this album is burned into our brain. That's right. So like, so it, it, it has some sort of impact. It's an impactful cover. Yep. It, it looks so of a time. Yep. Um, but it, it looks, I think really good for records of that time. If you, if you line it up against other album covers of the time. So like, I got to give it a six just because I don't, I don't think it looks great, but like I'm in on it. <laughs> okay. We came to the same place, but we took different paths. I gave it a six as well because it is undeniably memorable. It is really memorable, but I like the, the outlandos de more cover more. I like the okay. regatta de Blanc cover more. I like the, <clears throat> um, the Ghost in the Machine cover more. I like the Synchronicity cover more. So all their studio <laughs> albums, I like the covers more. Then I go back and look at the covers of their singles. Yo, the covers of their singles are awesome. Look at the <laughs> cover of the single, um, the American picture sleeve cover for Don't Stand So Close to Me. It is so weird and wild looking and awesome. It is awesome. Wow. Bright colors, just really weird, like awesome. I, I like the, the UK version of the single as well. Um, so it's a six. I love the color fade. This weird yellow to purple fade behind this blue triangle. The police like weird stone brick logo. So of a time, but works. Yeah. The closer you look at it, the worse it looks because it's one of those <laughs> words you shouldn't look at that often. Yeah. Um, all three of them like did Sting only was Sting the only one who had approval on the photos like oh use this of me and those guys yeah they're fine they're fine yeah, are you sure fine. I mean but it, it kind of it it feels like it it feels apropos of the record in the way that they're just like <laughs> like it's just kind of thrown together like yes the Zenyatta Mandata like actual uh, text text is terrible terrible the worst part and, of the I worst mean, the photos the second worst element of the cover uh the text of zenyatta mandata is the worst element on the cover visually um, and that and that to me is like why we never noticed because it's just terrible yeah. it looks like it looks like you know when you get an old record and like the bottom is kind of frayed up like it just yeah. looks like that's part of the fray maybe it doesn't look good so yeah um yeah, I, I think that's a good point. So it's a six, mostly for that great color fade. It's so good. Oh, um, <laughs> and it's so memorable, but it's by far their least. Well, it's not It's not close to my favorite record cover of theirs, which says something, and that it's still a six. Um, impact and influence. This one I am also interested because I came to a funny place with it because this is a huge band who at different points has felt very important. However, I don't know how influential they are to, I don't ever hear bands cite the police as a influence. Yeah, this is a tough one. I don't think anyone is citing the police as an influence anymore. And I mean, like I said, I mean, I feel like probably should be, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I, I, but I also feel like they were a singular band where people weren't necessarily trying to do the police. They were maybe trying to take similar influences and do a similar thing, but the police kind of feel unfuckwithable in a way. That's true. So, so I just, 
I don't know. I just I went with a five because I didn't really even know what to do with this category, honestly. I know. And this category is super easy sometimes. It was not for the police. It's a five, it's a six for me just because of it was it is made the two don't stand so close to me and do 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 da da da. I have to sing it. I can't just say that out loud. <laughs> Are super hits, very popular songs. And I think they have a really unique sound. But I just I couldn't give it more than a six. I, I tried to be as grateful graceful as I could with a six because this is important. This is stuff that people know. Every, like so many people know these songs. And I think they have influence bands, but I have none that I can say that are like, oh yeah, the police are a major influence on us, you know? And that's yeah. crazy to me. So it's a six. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I mean, who is going, like Sting still tours a lot, I think. Yep. Who's going to see Sting? It's just like Sting fans and police fans. Yeah. Like they, they almost, I feel like they exist in their own lane in a way. Yeah, I think so too. Um, which brings us to the intangible, the miscellaneous category, the untouchable, weird, how do I feel? How does this stand out? Is there something that bothers me? Is there something I love? Um, I give this an eight. I really love the police. I like that it's challenging. I like that it's weird. Even if I don't love the songs that are weird and challenging, uh, I think this is a cool record that I will go back to. But more so, it reminded me that I should spend more time with the police's catalog at large Um, because it's an interesting band singular in so many ways and you know pete i think this is something you'll remember when we were younger there were certain bands that uh people would cover partially because the songs were great but also because they were doable yeah and it's not like the the police are an unattainable or undoable act but they're so singular that I think there's something special about them and their catalog. And I, I think Zenyatta Mandata is a good example of that. So I gave it an eight out of 10. So I agree with almost everything you just said. Um, but I gave it a seven rather than an eight. Um, I think, you know, I agree with everything you said, basically. I mean, y- you can't cover the police. I don't think you can. It's just, they're, they're so singular to that point. Um, or it's just going to be like a shitty bar band version of it, which is maybe, you know, uh, fun in its own way. Oh, it's but, interesting. It's interesting. I want to give a shout out to Alanis Morissette who covered King of Pain. Um, oh, wow. On her MTV Unplugged set. In I didn't know that. It's good, except that she called, she changes it <clears throat> obviously to Queen of Pain, which makes sense, but also like, yeah. Anyways, it's a very good cover. But you're right. <laughs> largely, cool. largely, you don't hear police covers because I think uh, there's a there's a magic to the way they did it. And you know, I think there's bands who are obviously capable of, but how do you do it faithfully and do it in a way that also is unique? Right. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, and the other thing that I was just going to mention for the intangibles is, I think if you if you tell me about the police, if you write out like, Hey, so it's like kind of new wave. They took a little bit from punk, but it's like really, it's really pop music. But then there's a lot of like reggae influences too. Like on paper, I have no interest in this, but there's, there's, (laughs) but there's something there that like really drags me in. So I don't know. I'm, I'm in on it. And like, to the point that I'm like actively interested in checking out other police records, which 
which I, I did not expect on this listen. So, so yeah, I'm in, I'm in on it. What'd you end up giving it, Bob? What'd I end up giving it? Uh, I gave it a 68 out of a hundred. Okay. I gave What'd it a 65. It? So we're close. We're close. I think we, we have similar feelings about this. So, and do uh, you have this record? I do not have this one. Actually, I do not own this record. Do you own this record? I don't. I don't own any police records. Um, I believe I own the first album still, and I don't own Synchronicity, but I have in the past, and maybe I own it. It's just up in my attic, warping slowly but surely. <laughs> I, I'll say that if I find this in the dollar bin again, which I have many times in my life, I'm going to pick it up this time. Yo, me too. Let's dollar bin it. Sick. Everybody, thank you. And this time, for real, good night. <laughs> good night. Good night.